Light Up the City is a weekly podcast sponsored by Seattle's Union Gospel Mission that highlights what God is doing through His church in greater Seattle and beyond. Here's your hosts, Chris and Nathan. And we're back, Light Up the City Radio. It's Nathan. And, oh, wow. And it's Chris. Nathan, that was kind of a fancy intro for you. You usually don't kind of put yeah, was, that, that, that spice at the end there. Well, it's kind of a special show. It is kind of a special show. So might as well add a little bit of spice. Well, anytime, you know, anytime we get a chance to talk with our great listeners, we consider that a, a special show and a, oh, yeah. and, a, and a privilege and an opportunity. Yeah. And here we are again. Yes, exercising that opportunity and privilege, <laughs> and and celebrating and enjoying it. Yes. Uh, we 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 are excited to be here with our. This is why it's exciting. Let's just stop beating around the bush. We're kind of say why it's exciting. Everybody wants to know what's the big deal. What Everybody's is talking the about big it. Deal. Uh, this will be for now. Yes, our last light, light up, up the, the city, city radio, radio show. show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah. We uh, we've we've been going for almost a year now. out there listener you know what it was called <laughs> you know because you're listening right yes now. but we started about a year ago and our, our goal was what if we <clears throat> what if we could bring to local listeners some cool things that are going on in the city um, especially things that celebrate the good work uh, of the church the the work of the Holy Spirit the the, the kind of good news that's happening in our own city yeah we're, we're, we're there's a lot of focus on bad news you lo- turn it on. Look, there's a lot of bad news. Look at this. I'm clicking over on my phone. The- <laughs> I'm just going to look. I get four top stories here, and none of these four top stories are have, necessarily have, good news. Have anything positive to say? Well, I think I think as um, as the church, as the body of Christ, ultimately the 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 direction, the arc of news is good. Yeah, I mean, this is this it's is the what, gospel. Yeah, this it's is redemption. It's redemption. It's it's good news. It's what it means, and um and it's it's the proclamation of good news. I mean, got the oh. word gospel was literally when the when the uh, emperor preaching when the emperor had something to proclaim yeah. that was the gospel. Yeah, and so um this was this is kind of our idea was what if we could share some cool stories. Uh, one each week of just something cool that was going on, and we've heard a lot of cool stories Man, in this last year. We've heard a lot of cool stories. We've we've heard um, stories from individual ministries, congregations, networks of churches. Our work with Light Up the City, we're specifically working with church networks. And uh, one of my favorite stories, this is one we don't have time to interview because this is our last show uh, for now, for now. But um, one of my favorite stories right now is congregations in Federal Way are, are getting together to uh, strategically cover their city in prayer. Mm-hmm. And so our Federal Way network, they've got nine different congregations. Each one is taking a different day of the week to pray for a 24-hour uh, chunk of time. And the idea is to cover the city of Federal Way in prayer. And, and, and the coolest thing about this, Nathan, was... When they launched this, they had the mayor of a federal way there. Yeah. They had the police chief. They had different members from the city. Yeah. Uh, because there's a recognition that having the local church engage and pray for 
uh, the city of Federal Way will be a blessing to the city. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've been hearing stories like that for a year now. Uh, yes. Things that don't get into the news, things that may not make it to the newspaper, uh, but things that we're hoping uh, will encourage the body of Christ and and strengthen. And and this is my favorite part of it. Stir the imagination. Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, uh, what, what what's his name? Uh, Bishop... Tutu? Desmond Tutu? <laughs> No, sorry. N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright. That's his name. Yeah, sorry. N.T. Wright spoke at, at SPU a couple of years ago, um, and he talked about that idea of transforming your mind. Yeah. And he said it could be also translated stirring your imagination. Mm. And I thought that was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, how, mm-hmm. how would you stir your imagination with the good news of the gospel? And um, that's part of been that's that's been part of our uh, aim, is how do we stir the imagination of the local church by just sharing, here's some really cool things that are going on in the city. Yeah. Uh, We've so- talked to folks from West Seattle, Enumclaw, uh, within King County. Tukwila. I mean, Tukwila. We've talked to Shoreline. Uh, we have talked to Federal Way, Puyallup, Puyallup. Edmonds, and, and we've we've gone outside of the state, too. We've gone to Portland. We've talked to folks in yeah. New York City. New York City. New York yeah. City. And probably, the, I think the, the the record would be Australia. Yes, yes. We, we did have a guest from Australia, which was really fun, Mark Sayers. All of these are available on lightupthecity.org. If you want to go back and listen, we have um, all these episodes uh, up there in our media section, or you could follow this uh, on SoundCloud as well. Yes. Where you can watch some of these. Uh, watch, listen, listen to some of these episodes. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is this has been the goal for us over the past year, and uh, man, it, it has been an amazing season because what you realize is we had no shortage of people to, to interview. Oh, uh, that's not the reason we're stopping. No, I mean, in fact, we're actually going to be continuing on, but we're, we'll talk about that in our next segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to look different. We'll talk about the future, but this is kind of the right now. We're kind of looking at the past. Yeah, we're looking at the past, right reflecting, now. reminiscing. Yes, I like that. Um, we, we, we've also heard on specific topics like, so Chris was mentioning, we, we've heard, uh, topics from, you know, what's happening in local cities, like network churches, like the networks in federal way. Um, but we also heard people talk on kind of areas of expertise, uh, who are maybe not even in a ministry i'm using air quotes you can't see this right now right but in a ministry context right but they are proclaiming the gospel in these areas like in foster care and yeah we've had foster we've we've talked about foster care multiple times we've talked about refugee and immigrant care uh several times in fact this past week our light up the city quarterly gathering focused on refugee and immigrant care we heard from world relief and uh some different some different groups uh, there's a really cool story out of UPC and a cool story out of your church as well, Nathan, of, of churches who are engaging yeah. refugee and immigrant families. We've talked a lot about homelessness. Homelessness. We had Jeff Lilly, uh, president of UGM, on, I think, three a record three times. Was he the record? I think he was. I, would, I feel like we, maybe we should do something for him. Maybe We uh, probably should. Yeah. We could maybe decorate his office. You know how you know how there's like e vites yes and and th- like everything's e now everything is e what about just like an e thank you card an e is thank that, you that's somebody's got that that's somebody's done. got that yeah let's send him an e thank you okay that sounds good. um and then we also have had uh, um conversations around uh prayer 
and all kinds of other things. But we're going to take a little break yes, and talk to you about kind of where some of this is heading. But we want to thank you for listening this year. We'll be right back. And we're back, Light City Radio. We've got kind of a special show today. It's, it's our last broadcast on the air here at AM820, The Word. You know, Nathan, when you when you think of the final show, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it right now. There's there's people who do, who've done that well, and people who haven't done that mm-hmm. well. Um, the the last show of Lost was terrible. It was such okay, an see. easy. Ra- like, we're talking over a decade ago, and I'm still upset about how they ended the show. Mm. We're not going to do that here. We're going to continue <laughs> on. We're carrying on. Oh, man. We're going to end well. We have to say, you know, so we kind of talked very briefly in our last segment, kind of a flyover overview of what we are doing and why, well, not even necessarily why we're doing, but what we are doing. Um, Can we talk about favorite shows? Can we say, I mean, everyone, every show has been my favorite. You know what? uh, We mentioned that our farthest show was... was, Yes. um, in Australia, no and bone. we had Mark Sayers on, uh, author of Disappearing Church, and also the author of Strange Days, a book that Strange just came Day out. just came out. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, and he spoke at the Q Conference, and we had him come speak with some pastors, and then we interviewed him for our radio show. But um, yeah, just a gifted, a lot of insight into kind of the, the culture we're in. I think of that, uh, the men of Issachar who understood the times. I yeah. think of Mark as one of those voices. Uh, and so it's a real privilege to have have Mark on oh, the show. Oh, he was great. That guy is smart. When you start talking, a little too smart. And when you start talking to folks like that, you're like, oh, I don't know very much. Right. But <laughs> but he does it in a way that's not. But you did watch all the episodes of Lost. I did know? watch well, every single episode. <laughs> While you were doing that, he was probably <laughs> studying or yes, reading. Probably, probably. No, but he he. Um, one of the things I loved, he spoke to it a little bit in the in our uh, radio show, but he also spoke to it when we talked to pastors. But he talked about these three spheres that have always existed in terms of our relationship to the world. There's an intimate three spheres. Uh, an inti- Well, he was he was Australian, not not British. Oh, but ah, uh, <laughs> oh, that's my that's my <laughs> that's Australian. So he had this uh, this one sphere, which would be the the kind of the intimate group, the people who know you really well. And one of the things that those people do in your life is they encourage you, they push you forward, they tell you what you can do. Like, hey, you can go for it, you can do it. Then there's a middle group, which might be your church congregation, it might be your school, it might. It's be... like a community of maybe a hundred to two hundred. Yeah, people. Kind of your. Um, you may not have village. A, yeah, a village. you may not have an intimate relationship with sure, these but folks. But they know your face. They know your they face. They recognize if you you're can not hide around. from them if you want. Yeah. Um, and this group really functions as a should not group. Should not. Uh, yeah. In other words, this is the group that tells you what you kind of should and shouldn't do. They sure. kind of. They kind of. Um, unlike the intimate group that's often encouraging you along. You know, this is the group that's saying, if you think of it like a guild, there used to be a lot of guilds. Mm -hmm. So the guilds would say, hey, that's not how you build, you know, a house. That's not how you make... uh, Masonry, that's not how you do... Yeah, they're the ones that set standards, best practices, and and kind of keep the group in line and keep a a level, uh, a standard. Sure. 
in, in, in line. And then there's kind of the meta group. And this is the group where you're, you're a participant in, but you don't necessarily know anybody. So like all the Seahawks fans yeah. or all the Americans or whatever that meta group is. Yeah. That, USA. Yeah. The, the USA. The USA. The it's USA. kind of like each of these groups we participate in and identify with, but we don't necessarily have a relationship with these folks. Yeah. And in a way, those meta group, those mega groups, um, they're benefiting by our participation in them. Right. But we may or may not be benefiting the same amount. Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so basically what, what Mark is saying, and this is a little bit of the content of the book Strange Days that just came out. But Did you read it? I haven't yet. I've got it. I though. need to read it. I think you have my, because you had a signed copy. I <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but anyways, the idea is that what's happened with globalization in the last you know couple decades here is we've really seen that middle group shrink to almost a disappearing. Mm-hmm. It's almost disappeared, and so what's happening is it's it's your bowling league, it's your right congregation, right? It's your it's your commitment to these knitting club, these middle groups. It's these middle groups that are, have shrunk. And so what happens when the middle group shrinks is the voice saying what you should and shouldn't do shrinks. Yeah. So you have a mega meta group that's saying you can do anything, just join our group. And then you have your intimate group that's saying, go for it, we're behind you. And uh, what we don't have is is a group of people who are sort of keeping us grounded yeah. and rooted. Right. In, rooted. Yeah, in, um, in kind of what's true and right and good. Right. Right. Uh, and so that was a really interesting observation. I love that conversation with Mark. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Um, yeah, that was good. We also heard from uh, a friend in Boise. Boise. Do you remember our conversation about what they were doing out there with refugees and immigrants? Yeah, I mean, it was quite uh, Brendan Kindleberger. Yeah. Just, you That's know. That's how he says it, too. Yeah, <laughs> it is. They, they have an accent out there. <laughs> right. Uh, in the old gym state, but he he talked about um, their church, which is predominantly white. Okay, Boise is a very non-diverse city, but happens to be uh, where refugees were coming and landing, and mm-hmm. their congregation started saying, "Hey, we need to do something just to help these folks out." So they just went out and started picking them up at the airport and helping them get introduced in ways that are very normal to you and I, like. Hey, how do you pay a bill? How right. do you call the cable company to shop come out the to grocery you, shop at the grocery store? They just started doing these things, and folks started showing up at their church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember a highlight was Brendan saying, "If you want to see folks, uh, you know, come to your church, you have to sit down and eat with them first. Right? It you starts at the have, dinner table. Starts at the dinner table. And now I think." He said uh, half of his congregation, I think there's two separate services because of language barriers, but mm-hmm. the actual demographic makeup is 50% white and 50% non-white Sure, yeah. um, coming from these other countries. And what a wonderful way to engage. It's not hard. A lot of times we put in our mind that we have to rescue people and save them, and that's not really what we... Ca- are supposed to do somebody already else did that right all we have to do is just enter into relationship with these folks and a lot of times that's just asking them if you want to come over for dinner 
Yeah, and I think entering into those relationships is 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 the hard and rewarding work, right? Absolutely. We're going to talk about that a little bit in our, our next section. This is our final show here at Light Up the City Radio, but you can listen to all these shows at lightupthecity.org. We'll hear from you in a sec. And we're back. Light Up the City Radio. This is the last time I'll be saying, and we're back. Well, you just said it again. Well, uh, second to the last <laughs> time I'll be saying that. <laughs> the penultimate. But it's our Light Up the City. We're <clears throat> part of... Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. We're an actual department in Seattle's Union Gospel Mission that was um, challenged and started to go out and see what the church is doing and to help them in in ways of resourcing, in ways of education, in ways of inspiration. The mission's been around for 85 years now, and we have a lot of credibility built up, a lot of relational capital built up over those years, and a lot of knowledge and experience that we were saying, hey, you know, about six years ago, hey, why don't we start passing this on to the church? We can't do everything to help everyone, but the church body is pretty big, Chris. Uh, there's about 900 plus uh, churches in um King County alone, right? And man, one, one church. There's there's one church. Yeah, many congregations. Yeah. Um. So let's just start finding out who these folks are. And obviously, we can't meet with every single church or congregation individually, but man, we could meet with a group from Federal Way who has maybe seven or eight churches who are meeting together on a regular basis, or right. We could meet with somebody from Federal Way who knows these people who are in relationship and pass on this information and this encouraging news. And, um, you know, that's kind of how we got our start. That's what we're doing. That's what we've been trying to do on this radio show on a weekly basis is just provide good news of um, encouraging, uh, inspiring stories like, uh, man, I'll tell you, I've been here for four years and just seeing Federal Way grow from a couple of friends, pastor friends, to now starting this prayer strategy to yeah, where they're really going to be cool. working 24-7. They work closely with the superintendent and built really great relationships with the school district down there. They're just seeing across denominational lines and just seeing you know, uh, the king and yeah. trying to work for him alone. That's what we've been trying to do. Uh, we're going to... We're going to continue um, our format. We're going to change it a little bit from this radio show to a podcast to kind of focus and and kind of narrow down on storytelling uh, to allow um, to allow these stories a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Uh, give them a little bit more color than us just uh, talking about uh, talking about what's happening. Just kind of. Sh- giving more of a narrative of what is happening. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we feel like one of our roles uh, in our position of kind of knowing a lot of folks in the, in the area is how do we bear witness to the good things that God is doing? And uh, we thought, you know, it might be better to tell fewer stories better. Yes. Um, and not because there's a shortage of stories, but because there's a shortage of time to tell these each one well. And so uh, as we move into this, feel free to follow us over at lightupthecity.org. We're going to continue to, to be creating podcasts. And who knows, maybe this will, um, maybe as we develop that ability, that will make more sense to 
be back here with a- AM820, The Word. We've loved our time with yeah. these guys. It's been a real honor Big to, thanks to, to work here. We'll, we'll get to the thanks near near the end. We'll get but. to the thanks near the end. <laughs> one, of my, one of my personal favorite shows, uh, he's a friend of mine. I'll say that. Okay. I'm saying that as a disclaimer. Okay. Is Jeff... Jeffrey Overstreet, who's a oh, yeah. adjunct professor at sure. SPU. He's an author, uh, writer, um, and a man of many talents. Film critic. He's a film critic. One of his books, uh, which is called Through a Screen Darkly, is if you want to talk about engaging culture through film mm. and uh, with a root and uh, foundation in and how to do that through the lens of being a Christ follower. It's mm. one of the best books. I, I would recommend that highly. But just his conversation about what is art, why is it important, and why did God, you know, even allow us to right. have that and, and use it as a form of expression. I just, each time I talk with him, it's it's refreshing. It encourages me. Chris is a, you're a musician. I'm a musician. We like yeah, we the arts are important to us um, on many For different sure. levels. So that was a a really fun conversation to have. And again, all of our every single person that we talk to, you can find all of them um, on one page on our lightupthecity.org dot uh, org website. Uh, Nathan, in the in the time remaining, yes, we've got uh, this is it, Chris. We've got three minutes left. A couple minutes. This left. is it. Well, I want to talk about something I've been learning about a little bit. Okay. It's, it's, um, okay. It's this idea of power. We, oh, we've seen right. the news a lot, kind of uh, different conversations around the abuse of power, the misuse of power, a lot mm-hmm. of fear. Uh, certainly this last year in the election cycle about who would actually have the power, uh, you know, and kind of demonizing the other all the way through. Um but I've just been reading a, a, a bunch on this and, and kind of thought it would be a good way for us to leave our, okay, our okay. listeners with this concept. But the idea is that Jesus kind of turned the idea of power upside down. Yeah. Um, in other words, there's the sense of when you think, when you ask the question, who has power, who do you think of off the top of your head? Uh, Jeff Lilly. Jeff, okay, yeah. Yeah, so someone who runs an organization, uh, you think of maybe the president, you think of militaries, you think of political power. Uh, you might think of influence, big business, oh, uh, yeah. big media, those kinds of, those kinds of things. Um, but Jesus in his teachings and, and certainly in his actions seem to suggest that uh, power was more relational in nature. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that... Um, uh, how how are you using your power well? How are you stewarding this well? And and I think what Jesus was suggesting is that everybody has this. Mm. In other words, how we treat each other is is um, I mean Nathan, we could make our lives miserable for each other if we wanted to, right? Like yeah. just we we could do that. We yeah. could do that to the people in our lives, whether it's coworkers or uh, family members mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think Jesus came along and said, actually, there's no such thing as someone who does not have power, mm-hmm. because that would that would that would mean that they don't have relationships. They don't right. have anyone to care for or love. We do want to thank Chuck. And David and Joshua yeah. and some of our friends over at uh, AM820, The Word. These guys have been awesome to work with. They've been gracious with their gifts and time. Right. And and not, not only that, but um, I, I think it's encouraging to us that they would 
see the value in sharing local stories of what what yeah. what God's doing. And I know uh, Chuck, I, I know has um, really championed that in the way that he's helped do programming here in the city. And so I hope you're keeping AM820 on your dial to continue hearing from other programs of, of good things that God's doing in the city. Yeah. So we'll see you over at lightupthecity.org. Thank you all for who have listened over this last year. We're excited to, um, to provide a new format for you, and we'll see you over there. Sounds good. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been nice to be with you, Nathan. It's been a real Every big pleasure. Every single week. Every single week. This has kind of been a nice way to just kind of take time out of our right. busy weeks, schedules, busy schedules, right. and say, "Hey, we've got big to families do the show. involved at church. Yes, yes, doing stuff. Kids are in sports. Kids are doing all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's I agree. fun to to share a, a project, I guess. Yeah, yeah." Uh, so what, what are yeah. you doing this weekend, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got know, soccer, the la- games. The we got last, soccer games. The last Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. The last one. Yeah. The last Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, it's just Calvin and Hobbes. He says, what do you want to do now? Yeah. And yeah. that's the end. They walk that's off it. into the sunset. I love it. I think the last Charlie Brown was a bit of a tearjerker. He gets to heaven. What? Seriously? Yeah. Well, actually, no. This is when he passed away. Someone drew up a cartoon. Okay. And he kicks the foot. He does all the things he could never do. Yeah. Yeah. Kicks the football. (laughs) Does all this stuff. That's great. And it's like, welcome to to heaven, Charlie Brown, or Charlie, or Chuck, or um, what was the guy? Chuck Chuck Schultz. Chuck Schultz. Yeah, Chuck Schultz. So we don't, I mean, we didn't really have a big... Mm. Epic. My kids love Calvin and Hobbes. We just got a new guinea pig. Uh-huh. They named him Hobbes. Oh, that's pretty rad. Yeah. We thought our other guinea pig was going to kill it, but it's it's fine now. They're fine oh, that's now. good. They've worked it out. That's good. Yeah. Uh, those guinea pigs are, are pretty likable little guys. I, yeah. I was a little nervous at first because they are rodents. Yeah. And uh, I believe it's called Kui, but you can... That's, that's like if you go down to like Peru mm-hmm. and you order some Kui, you're eating guinea pig. Oh, really? Yeah. So I hear it tastes like chicken. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, they poop a lot, right? They they do. They they pretty much just eat and poop. Yeah. So they make that funny little noise. They they, they do. They make a lot of funny noises. It's like a little. <laughs> no, not really like. That. <laughs> <laughs>